0: Hello and welcome to PhD Talk. My name is Miriam and I'm the host in this podcast where I share tips with you and techniques that made my life as a PhD student less stressful and more effective. You don't have to be a PhD student to use them, anyone can use them, anyone doing a lot of brain work, a lot of projects that last for longer times. And for today's episode, I would like to talk about defining goals and defining tasks. I think that is really important because it makes sense to know what exactly it is that we want to do before we start. And it's also relevant when it comes to ticking like tasks off, like knowing, okay, I'm done. I can feel like I accomplished something at the end of the day and it can keep me motivated to continue tomorrow like it depends on the time that you're in, basically, like the further away a task is, the less important it might be to be very specific about what task it is that you have at hand and how you want to accomplish it. Like, for example, if you want to write a dissertation and you're just at the beginning of your PhD, then it's not really necessary to know how many pages you want to have, how many chapters you want to have, how you want to format it, whatever. That's not relevant right now. But the closer you get to it, and also when it comes to the tiny tasks that build up to a dissertation or another project, for those little tasks, it makes sense to think about, okay, what is it that I want to do? To do this, I have one technique that is called SMART goals that I like to use to be like clear about what I want to do. And SMART stands for... Specific, the S stands for specific, then M stands for measurable, A for attractive, R for realistic, and T for time-bound. So taken together, this like technique gives you questions at hand that you can answer for yourself to be clear about, do I know what it is that I want to do? Once you've gotten like a feeling for it, it's not like that you need to have them Next to you and like like read them again and again, you will you will get a feeling for it once you've used it a couple of times. you will know, ah, there is something missing that I don't know, and I need to make sure that I do know what it is that that is missing, right that I, that I don't know. So if we start with the specific and that is basically asking the question, what is it that I want to do? That's quite, st- that, that seems very obvious, I know, but it's not maybe that obvious when we are, when we're coming to defining our to dos. So in this sense, it means that you can try to formulate your to do in the present tense and in a positive way. For example, you could use a verb and a noun to make sure to be a bit more specific than just saying dissertation as in to do, like writing on your dissertation or call. X, Y. So that you have these two components that you know when it's done. Like for example, if I if one of my to-dos would be working on my dissertation. Yeah, okay. If I open the Word document and I scroll a little bit and I read a little bit, then I spend some time on my dissertation, right? But that's not that's probably not what you meant. Or if you're saying, ah, I want more money and I give you one euro, that's also probably not what you meant, right? So what is it? What is it that you that you want to do be as specific as you can. What I also think is useful or can be useful is to think of goals in terms of emotions, like that your goal is an emotion instead of finishing a task. That is maybe also a way to like trick yourself a little bit. If you like, for example, if you say, okay, today I'm, I'm going to run five kilometers. Yeah. Maybe that doesn't feel too like motivational to you. Maybe that's that's not something that you're like, yay. But if instead your goal is to feel satisfied and relaxed in the evening because you've ran five kilometers, that can feel a bit differently. Or if you're having to do a presentation and after the presentation you want to have a certain feeling, like you want to feel good about yourself. You want to feel like you brought across the message that you wanted to bring across, right? Having emotional goals is more motivational, <laughs> and that is maybe something that um, that you could try so that you're looking forward to the feeling that you're getting and not just to finishing a task. Then coming to the second component, which is measurable, and that means that you can try to make your task countable, measurable. Often that is just once, like, for example, one of your, like, private to-dos is to call your grandma once, or you uh, work-related, you want to submit a paper once, but it can also be to, for example, talk to three people you don't know at a conference. It can be to run six kilometers. It can be to spend um, three hours on your dissertation, or it can be to write 500 words in your manuscript just so that you also know, okay, how much, how many, when am I, when am I done? Make it countable in in some way, be be it time or be it words, anything. The third component is attractive. And that basically means, is this important to you? Like, is it relevant? Is this what you want to do? Do you know why you're doing this? And Maybe also, what is the greater reason behind doing this? Because often we do little tasks that build up to something, but we are not always making ourselves aware of this. Also, when you compare the things that you want to do and have to do, you could also ask yourself, is this what I should do right now? Is this the most relevant now? Here, I would also like to mention that the most important can sometimes just be to go for a walk instead. Like, feel. Feel what you need, basically. Then the fourth component is realistic. And that means, basically, do you feel able to complete your goal? Do you have what it needs to complete it? That can be, do you have uh, the energy, the time? But it can also be, do you have the resources to do it? Like you need uh, certain instruments or you need a phone, a computer or something. Do you have what you need to do it? And then also thinking that you cannot control other people's behavior, we cannot influence other people's behaviors or thoughts. So is what I want to achieve in my power, basically. And here also one note on realistic. I would say that if you're writing down the tasks for tomorrow or for next week, then please try to be realistic also to not get frustrated when things don't work it's still it's still obviously okay if they don't work but it's nice to try and be realistic but then when it comes to things that are further away in the future then please don't be realistic i think it's not that relevant when you're looking at your plans for in a few years or something also when it comes to being ambitious right like have those big ideas and maybe time We'll show how you can get there. So please have long-term unrealistic goals, but then have short-term realistic goals to to keep your your motivations high, right? And then for the last component, that's time bond. That means that you try to know when you want to be done with it. Like obviously, if you write down a task for today, then it's time bond. Because you want to get it done today or this week. Maybe also try to, to look (laughs) at time as a friend because time can make things possible if you make like conscious decisions. Like time is not your enemy. Time is there for you to use it and to fill it with things that you want to do. And time bound and realistic are obviously like related. The less time we have, the more we have to, uh, I don't know, work on, on the realistic part and maybe scale it down a little bit. And the more time we have, the more unrealistic we can be. So of course they are a bit related. Overall, it's important to formulate goals in a way that you know when you're done because taking something off and knowing that you've achieved something keeps you motivated and it can also help you build trust, in yourself. And then, apart from using smart goals for yourself, like trying to answer those questions for yourself, like, what is it that I want to do? How much do I want of it? Like, how many, how much? And then, is this what I want to do? Is this important to me? And then, can I do it? Am I able? Do I have the capacity to do it? The knowledge, the resources? If not, How can I change that? And then when do I want to be done? And when do I want to do it? And then apart from using the smart goals to define goals for yourself, they can also be very useful when communicating in teams. So when tasks get distributed, it can make sense to think, can we tick off all of those things? Is everyone really clear what is expected of them? And also maybe if you are a PhD student and you are communicating with your supervisor, that when, when he or she gives you a task that you can mentally tick off all those boxes and be like, okay, I know what I need to do. Like if, for example, you were asked to write a summary, that's, that's quite fluffy. A summary. Okay, who who do you need to address with the summary? How many words should it have? When should it be done? Like to ask all those questions and be sure about what you do. Because when we are clear about what the task is, then we spend less time on it. Because we, we might not have to tweak it in the end and be like, oh no, that's not actually what was supposed to be done, right? So being clear at the beginning can save a lot of time later on. And also in the case that you are the one giving someone a task, you can think for yourself, is this person clear what I want? (laughs) And something that I sometimes see missing is to stress a little bit at all or more on the attractive. Because sometimes when tasks get distributed, it might not be clear to everyone why this is important. So. Also, if you're giving someone a task, try to make sure that you communicate why this task is relevant. If it builds up to something bigger, for example, that might not be as obvious to the person in front of you as it is to you. Just make sure that when you communicate a task, that you communicate all of its aspects that can be very helpful for the person in front of you and also more rewarding for that person or for yourself. I mean also if you feel like you're given a task and you don't see why is this relevant? Why why do I need to do this? Then then ask. Because it doesn't help anyone if you do something that you don't feel is relevant and that you are frustrated about. So take the, the freedom to to be clear about these aspects of tasks and goals. That's so much about the smart goals. It's um it's an easy technique to figure out whether you know what you want to do and to define tasks that you can take off and feel good about at the end when you're done. And with this, I hope you enjoyed today's episode that you could take something um, for yourself. Maybe you would like to try using smart goals the next time you are writing down your to-do list of the day or of the week. You can find a summary of the smart goals on my blog, phdtalk.eu. And then you can read up again on the five like components of the smart goals and maybe print them or write them down for yourself so you can, you can try implement them. If you would like to know more about time management or managing your tasks, I will be offering workshops. Um, at universities or other institutions and if you think that could be something useful for you for your team for your group then please feel free to contact me and we could talk about how that could be done and then I would really like to thank you for listening today for your time and for your attention and then I will be happy to welcome you here again in two weeks and until then Good luck with your work. Good luck with your tasks. And all the best. Bye-bye. Yours, Miriam.